Hello and welcome to episode two of the Coffee Pod FM. Um, I am your host, Ed, and as ever, I'm joined by Shrunaldo. Say hello. Hello. How you doing? Not too bad. It's uh, Saturday night after a uh, bumper day of football. As an Arsenal fan, very pleased. 4-0 win away from home. Yeah, it was good to see. I like uh, the, all the three three o'clock kickoffs. It's, yeah, was there like six today or something like that? Yeah, and it's very. I like the kind of all um, nostalgia listening to it three o'clock on the yeah. Radio Five. All yeah. good. I do still love Radio Five Live. It's like I, I, because um, my son, he's just turned nine. He's like, oh, could we, um, we were just in the car already. He's like, oh, could we listen to Talksport? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like no absolutely not no offense but i despise tools for it's our wires that's too 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 many uh yeah how long have you got and too many like, sensationalists tonight which uh yeah, which is the problem with chris sutton now having on radio five is is uh, yeah. a bit the same way and uh, very frustrating <laughs> but uh yeah five live is still still great um and yeah unlike you i've still been absolutely loving the Ryder cup as well so uh <laughs> yeah, it's it's only one more day now, so then it's gone. Okay, gone, for, yeah. gone for a few. I was a bit bit bit, bit tongue in cheek with my tweet, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so episode two. Um, again, we didn't really clarify how regular these would be, but given that there's a chunk of stuff to talk about, um, we kind of want to keep it fresh and talk about um the new FM twenty four features that uh, have dropped since we did the last one, which I think. I think there's been two official ones but i think the last record we did was basically around the same time as um another feature drop around the uh the j league announcement and uh individual targets so i guess um start off at 10 we'll uh if we make a start look um looking at that one so um j league was announced for fn 24 yeah. which i think any time a new license league comes in it can never really be a negative thing. Um, I guess from my perspective, the only way this will probably affect any of my saves is that there's going to be some real players over there that um, I've probably not heard of and actually would be quite nifty signings for whichever club I pertain to manage in the next version of the game. I don't think I'm going to go over there... um, like FM Grasshopper and and manage there anytime soon, but it does. Mm. But I think it's similar. Like we had a little discussion around M- MLS last week. Um, it's very much outside of my comfort zone, but I like to think that I might give it a go one one year. I mean, how about you? I think I'm at the moment in in a very similar place. I think you know it, it's positive. There, there's no downside to it. Uh, it's always good to get new leagues, like you say, and um, I much prefer. I, I, you know, I know there's always been fan created things, and some of them are better than others. Mm. It's always that kind of feeling that the fan created stuff has more susceptibility to unusual, subjective opinions on players. Yeah, uh, and a, and a little bit of that kind of like oh, I'm just waiting for a catastrophic bug to hit. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is nice. But I think I'm in the same place as you. I think it's more likely that I would be scouting there than playing there. Um, I have I did think that the, the one time I would probably look 
to play there is if I was ever to do something like a Pentagon challenge or something mm. like that. Uh, I think it's a bit, you know, why not? I think it is an, an, an alternative uh, option to go and get the Asian Champions League. Yeah, as in my head, I thought, you know, maybe I could do um, an Arsene Wenger um, mm. mirrored save where I manage all of his clubs and uh, head over to Nagoya Grampus in, in Japan. But um, <laughs> in my in my head, like I could I could come up with some various scenarios which would end up with me managing over there. And it's just never gonna. <laughs> I don't think it's ever, don't think it's ever gonna happen. I don't think it's one of. I don't know about you, but any time I found it last um, with FN twenty three, managing in South America and Argentina for the first time was quite a lot of fun, especially when kind of planning the. The narrative around it and um, getting used to the formats both um, you know when they've cut in Argentina they've got the first half of the season is basically a, a league cup as it's kind of mm. called and that kind of threw me straight away um, and then when that finishes in in June July then you go then the season starts and runs through to December um, and that was and that was really weird I, I, I don't know how Japan's um, season runs at all would not claim to know whether it's yeah, yeah. mir- mirrored to Europe or South America or a bit of bit of both. Um, but I always miss, like, I just miss European competition. I I don't know if it's the money. It's probably a little bit the money that you can get from it. I think I alluded to that in last week and in the blogs I did was, um, yeah, there's just no money to be had in Argentina outside of the the biggest clubs, and so. Uh, I think you're right though, because it, 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 I, I know exactly what you mean. I had that, was it 22 at the club and country save with Peru? And, mm. you know, oh, it's, it's interesting, Apertura close to closer kind of stages and stuff, but it, there is something about not having Champions League. I, I, I know yeah. you've got Libertadores and, and uh, Sudamericana, but it's just. It's just, yeah, it's it's just, just not, not the same, is it? Yeah. yeah. I wonder. I mentioned club and country, though. I wonder if the club and country in Japan would be. It's not a bad shout, is it? Yeah, it's not not a bad shout. Given um, they've got a few exciting players that we we know about now, mm. and by all accounts, there's quite you know. I'm assuming they've undergone like a transformation at grassroots level to start churning out these highly technical, athletic um, players. As it might even be like a generational thing where there's going to be quite a few coming through and, and I can imagine yeah. it's you, we, we fire up FN24 it's like oh just going to go and have a look at Japan oh god look at there's this 17 year old in the reserve club of, of of this team and they've got like 20 pace and acceleration oh like 16 finishing oh my god I'm buying them there's, there's bound to be a few I'd imagine inflated attribute players to kind yeah. of almost to to draw a narrative in over there there's there's um i'm assuming they'd have um you know their researchers if they do um out in japan um studying the j league whether they're obviously just japanese nationals or not could just be someone who's a diehard j league fan but yeah yeah i mean i was i was listening to five star pod and they made a similar point i think mm. it was saying you know that the researchers there would not be as experienced as the guys that have done it for yeah leagues that have been active for years and so you know 
innocently or accidentally that you 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 may get these kind of inflated mm. uh you know the same way you used to get with um you know, Tonton Sulu Makoku or you know, Cherna Sandbar or someone like yeah. back, back in the day. You know, it's just, just, it's just random things just popping up in the database and, and it may take a few months or maybe an iteration or two before all of that gets kind of ironed out. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, there are going to... I'm quite excited to see how, the like, like Matoma, how he looks in, in FM24. Um, yeah. Seeing as how good he's been, although they, I mean off on tangents but Villa smashing Brighton 6-1 you think Jesus Christ when when you think like De has got everyone's numbers and he's an incredibly smart coach he gets bloody done by Unai Emery and, uh, uh, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a quality he's coach a good, he's, a, Arsenal, he's, a, uh, he's a good, he's a good coach he def, I don't yeah the Arsenal kind of thing was I think it wasn't purely his fault obviously there was egos and the board were a mess and everything but blah 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 but yeah, in terms of like the numbers and Emery's done at Villa, he's what, it's like 10, 10 home wins in a row or something like that. And um, yeah, what, are they up to third now or fourth, I think, with Spurs um, climbing above them last minute today. But yeah, it's, but yeah, it's um, going off on massive tangents, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm quite, I'd, you know, when, I don't know about you, but when you do your scouting, um, in a, in a long term save, I tend every other summer, I tend to do like a massive manual scouting session where I'll basically run through every national team of every continent and go through their. Um, you, I start off in their senior squad and I'll basically look to see if they've got any seventeen to twenty year olds, um, because you'd like to think that they'd be very good to be in the senior squad and then kind of drop down into. 21s, 23s, 18s, whatever it may be, to try and see if there's been any um, any new gens that I've I may have missed out within sort of the last in-game 24 months. Um, so I feel like when I, because I always go to Japan as their national team, but I feel like that yeah that will be a league where I might browse through the top clubs. Um, yeah, earlier rather than later. Yes, just, yeah, right? exactly. Whereas you kind of know now <laughs> it's you'll get one or two generational talents maybe in 10 years from a country like that because it's it's far more randomised whereas I'd imagine now that they're loaded in the game and if you had that league um, as one of your startup leagues then mm. you're going to have a lot, a lot more players obviously um, Yeah and I guess it's a, it'll be interesting as well because obviously you know, rich country. Uh, I would imagine that there, the clubs that are there have really good facilities. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, even just on top of the starting players, you would expect to see a more consistent development of new gens mm. going through. I mean, in terms of the scouting, I, I mean, that's what I didn't. I really didn't like the change in twenty three to the hmm. scouting system. And previously, yeah. I would have done something like you know, go and gone specifically got a, a scout with. Um, uh, regional knowledge, probably not in Japan because it wasn't in the game before, mm. but of of countries that I wanted to go and uh, concentrate on, and then have them do like a, a, a scouting trip in that league. Yeah, obviously that changed in twenty three, um, but I would probably just do something like that again. I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't tend to go prowling through the unders <laughs> that often. I maybe maybe scout the. Um, the uh competitions yeah 
and look to pick someone up. But then, yeah, like you say, some occasionally you might be in an under, in an under twenty one squad and you see like a sixteen year old and you're like, bloody mm. hell, he's, he's going to have to be brilliant. To yeah, be that's it. In the twenty ones at sixteen, so you you can't help yourself but to have, have a bit of a look. You know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you with the FN twenty three change to to scout, and I know. Um... Dan Gear kind of wrote an article about about it and how he really he loves it. Loved it, yeah, and and you utilized it quite well. Even kind of like read, reading what um what he read and kind of obviously where detailed how how to get the most from it. <sighs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I've always enjoyed doing manual scouting anyway. Um, right. that would be I'd log on at like ten o'clock at night and. I'd be finished by three in the morning, but <laughs> and I've just spent five hours literally just scouring the whole globe, um, adding adding about three hundred players to my shortlist. Um, I had a great time doing that, but yeah, but I enjoy that. That's it. That's it's yeah. good fun. I I couldn't get on board with it, or I found that even when I was setting parameters which I thought made sense, I'd either come you know i'd get no returns but then i'd go and look manually and i'd find someone within the parameters that i set and i was just thinking mm-hmm. well is it a case of my staff are useless and i had like the best staff i had you know um all, all of those functions were maxed out as part of kind of investment and facilities and staff and then even then that they, they still wouldn't find everyone i suppose in a way you could think well that's Mate, no, it's not even true in real life. Like, there's, there's, there's no top clubs out there now that don't know about every next best thing, really, do they? I mean, they're always on every club's radar because they're using the same. Yeah, they're, exactly. all, they're all using the same analyst analytic software, and the, yeah, it's. Yeah. it's really- I, I, I was laughing because there was a few tweets now a while, while ago saying, mm. "Oh, did you know? You know, like, just there, there's no hidden gems anywhere." And I'm just like, you know, do people really think that like sort of two bit numpties off of Twitter are the only people that I've ever heard of them? <laughs> I mean, this is like yeah. these are these are multi million pound businesses. Their only job is to is to identify talent. Of course, they bloody know. Yeah. All the players that some twat off Twitter has just found out, you know, because he's been trolling Scout or whatever. It's just yeah. ridiculous. But, uh, but I mean, the, the, two of the reasons I don't like that scout well, I mean, one is I think that the way that it's set up, you just can't ask it for certain things. Mm. Like, you, there's no way that you can ask it for a pacey defender. Yeah. Like, I, and it's something as simple as that. You can't just go in and say, "Give me a quick defender," mm. because you know you, you you can put in your your your, your positional parameters and age and talent and stuff, and there's, you can set some of the um, statistical outputs to look for. But there's not one for pace. Mm. You can set it to physical, like to find a physical player, but that could be strong player, big player. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, so there's some glaring gaps in it, and and I take the point that it's the first year several iterations down the road it might be better yeah and and I, and again i think it comes back to the same thing we were saying last week about you know it's the direction that the game is going and, and, and fine you know that's like the their strategy of there's a little bit more automation and, and maybe trying to make it a little bit more realistic and perhaps players like you and i are just a little bit more control freaks <laughs> maybe yeah. or, or just like that's just what we like out of the game is yes yeah, yeah manually scouting going and using all these different scouting parameters and i just you know yeah it just isn't for me yeah that's it i think yeah we've kind of talked talked about that long enough i think um and then i think the next or part of 
um, that weekly announcement was the in, the information around in, setting individual targets. And mm. I mean, what was what was your kind of thoughts around that one? Uh, I was kind of like, Meh, it's fine. Uh, mm. You know, it, I, I I think the thing I liked about it was it, it pairs the development in um score progression in their squad status so it says you know okay yeah. look you're gonna start off as a squad player and next year you're gonna be first team but i like the idea that you would say okay you're a squad player but you need to hit certain targets and then if you do that then find you're, you're good enough to be first yeah. team player um quite like that um but yeah fine no 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 downsides again i think there's quite a nice it's quite a nice touch. Um, the other two things that came with it were the logical, more logical responses in mm. their interaction, and and fine-tuning staff meetings. And those two have just you know, a big, big shrug. Um, for some, yeah, again, for, they're for fine. The, for, yeah, and for someone who doesn't, it, I think in your case especially, he doesn't really get involved in that stuff too much. Yeah. Doesn't get hung up on it. Then it's yeah, like you said, it it's probably a positive thing. But how often it gets used by by some players is yeah going to be few and far between. I think the um, the individual targets. The only thing I hope that it might less lessen um, is the moaning. Uh, I, I, what I feel is unnecessary moaning from players. You know when obviously, uh, you know you're a rotational option, for example, and ten games in they've come off the bench six times started four games and they're like I'm pissed off you're not playing me enough and it's like no no I am actually if it, that's it all in game all you want to do is go are you fucking kidding me look I've been <laughs> you've come, you've played like as many minutes as everyone you utter bastard but the way obviously the algorithm works within the game that classifies what a rotational you know those parameters are we don't know we're not privy to and I'd imagine there's there's just something that you know, even if you, that there must be a certain number of minutes that they have to hit as a rotational option to keep mm. them happy, and and vice versa. But you maybe if you've got an additional layer in there with the individual targets, so you could say, well, you're a rotation option now, but you also had to um, get ten assists or five goals or whatever it may be. You like to think that players aren't going to come at you and moan if they're not hitting those individual targets, because. You, because in real life, you just you no one would do that, would you? If you if you're like, oh, you said I'd be this first team player. If you know after three seasons, why the fuck am I not? And then you're like, yeah, I did say that, but it was on the premise that by this point you had twenty goal contributions and you you're sitting on three. Yeah. Like in real yeah, life, a player's not going to come in anywhere near you as, as a manager, are they? Because they're like, oh god, I've yeah. been underperforming massively for years. <laughs> yeah, it so. does need to just it does need to just fuck off, but or or you've been shit. But. Yeah, that's it. It's just like or just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like yeah. this this conversation, and then the player nine times out of ten ends up pissed off, no matter yeah. what you answer. So I wonder. I mean, yeah, I guess if again first iteration of it, but whether it's going to mm. go the other way, and then as soon as they hit the target. Or some other kind of uh, like, yeah, that's true. It'll come straight back and be like, right, okay, now I need you to quadruple my wages. <laughs> um, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You probably said, oh yeah, you need to score five goals, and and then I'll consider you a first team player. And yeah, they as soon as that fifth goal goes in, you get a news item saying, yeah, 
agents demanding talks about a contract and yeah, yeah. it's quadruple what they're on <laughs> is it linked i don't remember is it linked that if you could hit a target to get a wage rise i didn't then goes to first team player and then and then yeah then they get a 10 grand or something boost oh, i don't remember seeing that specifically but then i wasn't necessarily looking for that um yeah. it seemed to be like you know You'll be if you want to make the jump to a key player, you have to you know score twenty goals, ten assists, or you have to get ten clean sheets, or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was linked to to wage rises, but um, you kind of like to think so, wouldn't you? Because that would be kind of reflective of real life if you had players who were doing really well. Absolutely, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, they come to you saying, "I'm absolutely bossing it. I want more money." Because that guy over there, he's shit, and he's being paid double than I am. <laughs> So I uh, just on the on the moaning side. So I just I was just flicking through looking for that um, player wage rise thing, and and mm. so it says this. On the flip side, if a player fails to hit their target, you'll be notified by your player liaison officer, mm. who will explain their reaction to the target failure and who they think is to blame. <laughs> it's then up to you to decide how to handle the situation. So that sounds like it's going to be an avenue for more moaning. <laughs> It does. I mean, because yeah. that kind of player manager interaction. Do you do a lot of that at the moment, or any? You know, when, no. yeah. So I, do, you know, when you get the news items of who's trained well and badly, yeah, and you get the option to praise. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Yeah, I praise above. Well, it depends. If if people have been been training really well, yeah, then I'll praise everyone above nine. Yeah. If the whole team has been training really quite poorly, I might, I might praise a couple of people that are like eight and uh, above, okay. try and encourage yeah. them to get better, yeah. and then I warn everyone under <laughs> like six and a half or whatever. Oh yeah, same. So, so I usually the top three, I just praise those, and if I have yeah poor trainers yeah. below six and a half, whatever it is, then then yeah, I usually give them a kick up the ass. Um, it would be really nice if, and if they did this add this feature I'd be very happy it's instead of having to do that on an individual basis you could just a collective yes. everyone above yeah into a meeting and then be like yeah well done guys here's a bloody cake or something like yeah I I, I like because it's even like because um, obviously when you set in the tutoring module and training you can obviously loosely group on yeah. positional players or whatever you want and, and set specific actions for a group of players but yeah you can't do it for interactions because it might be like after a game um you, you know you were down to 10 men and you managed to see out a 1-0 win and you just want to single out all of your defenders to say you guys were incredible i know in the team talk function afterwards yeah. you have the option to tick certain boxes for team talks but if you leave anyone out of a team talk then everyone you've left out gets furious so you don't do that but if, i'd like to think it's a good thing you could do kind of afterwards or like the day after when you've as we know in, in real life nearly especially at the, at the highest level players get pulled in the day or two afterwards and they they you know they sit down and get shown videos of what they did well and what they did badly in the last in the last match and where they can improve yeah it'd be good to have an option to say your defenders were you know incredible I just want yes, to single you guys out for praise and not piss everyone else off at the same time because <laughs> <laughs> that's not the whole point of it. Um, yeah. yeah, I I know that uh, I I'm gonna get 
because I'm terrible at these interaction things, I, I do far too much of them. But I kind of I kind of enjoy it in a sadistic way. So <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I can see myself in. going down a hole. Yeah, yeah, I do. do sorry, the staff meetings. Yeah, I feel like there's too much. You know, there's there's elements of them which which I look for, and and I might do something or you know uh, i'll say i'll yeah I'll, I'll accept that suggestion here and there but most of the time i just find it's a bit guffy like it's it's just noisy that those screens and i don't i don't don't get too bogged down in them um and i find that's it as such a control freak i do everything anyway so mm. most most of the time they're telling me stuff i already know um so yeah the staff meetings is one that i don't really do like you know the recruitment meetings and such i rarely bother with those um yeah well that's another thing that i think has got worse with 23 just yeah. uh I, I used to i used to find them quite useful something mm. i can't quite put my finger on what changed into 23 i don't know if it no. is just the format of it the ui of it but yes that's yeah yeah the ui wasn't, wasn't yeah the user interface really wasn't helpful i don't think yeah. but you like to think the only way is up yeah yeah, but we'll see. Um, so that was yeah. So that was all the stuff that was wrapped up with that announcement. Was that like it wasn't two weeks ago now? Was it? It probably was. I think Jesus that Christ. was the, probably the day. It was a day we either recorded, the day the day after. It? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then they released. Um, so then we released the episode one, and was it later that day? No, it was the next day, wasn't it? They uh, released the, the information around the new the new role. So the solitary yeah. new role in uh, FM24, the inverted fullback, um, along with a big focus on positional play, um, yeah. with some nice little videos of how how those roles work. And for some reason, they're focusing on Man City and the John Stones, Libero type role that doesn't necessarily exist. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's not. Playing and then they it. had a video of John Stones playing at uh, inverted wing back as well, which was a bit odd. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't play as a libero. He's not like in the middle of a back three, is he? Like yeah. bombing on, he just brings the ball out of the right kind of. You'd say it's in the right into the right half spaces as as a right sided yeah. centre back. But hey ho, and and, and I think yeah, the thing that stood out for me though was was that you know the influence of Ed. I mean, we mentioned wow, you'd you like to see the, uh, the the right back coming in, Ben White or Benjamin White rather, esque, mm. and then the next day, that's, that's it. it. Remarkably happens. It's like uh, it's like they were listening. What do you want this week? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what do I want for the next one? <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, what do I want? Um, <laughs> I can't even couldn't even think. But it, yeah, it was. I think there was one of the videos showed. Um, I mean, it wasn't hugely obvious, but I, th- I feel like it's probably different to capture in, in kind of pre-alpha footage exactly what um, how the roles are going to function. Obviously, using a team like Man City is probably, in their eyes, you know, they've got highly intelligent and highly um, high-attribute players, so it's probably a better mm. example to use. But, yeah, it did seem like when... Cause it talked obviously about using conjunction or with an inverted wing back and how the inverted wing back is going to be far smarter in their in their positioning and when they come into the dm strata the defensive midfielders that are in there are going to move across or shuffle across or shuffle back or shuffle forward they're not going to occupy the same space which is great because mm-hmm. the inverted i still think the inverted wing back role 
has never worked. Not properly, anyway. Especially, the, was it FM21 they brought it in? And it basically didn't oh, work at all, way did it? That, yeah. Was no, it way it was before like, that? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember, and uh, this is my, my claim to fame, that, uh, that I wrote a blog thing about trying to get my fullbacks to come inside and play mm. on the ball and DM. And it was, it was before... Pep Guardiola tried it, so he obviously read my blog and of decided course, that it was yeah. a good idea and, and implemented it. And but it, but the invert rollback didn't exist when I wrote that, and I think that was mm. FM fourteen. And then it came in, I think it was fifteen, but it just didn't work. Like it, it was, it, it was it as a feature. It can't didn't be that exist. far back. No, I think it is. Uh, you're gonna have to Google that. Obviously. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll mute myself for the next time you're you're talking and see if I, I can just, Google it. Oh, I can't. I, I, I can't. In it's my in my head, time. it's been a few years, but oh my god, yeah, it probably has been longer. But yeah, it was the first. I just remember the the first, um, yeah, the first one they threw it in last minute, and was it within within a month or something? They had to kind of say, yeah, like actually, this didn't get fully tested, and we were hope, hoping for the best, and it basically doesn't work. Um, and there would be a mm. fix coming in like the February update, and even when that fix came, it still still didn't work at all um yeah, i remember having a, an entirely proportionate amount of rage about that yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember it well but, uh, but but yeah it's i think from the from the videos they've shown about how inverted fullbacks work positionally inverted wingbacks um wide center backs and those in the defensive midfield position it all looks quite nice i mean it's very limited you've got you know five six 10 second snippet videos um, and it's not entirely obvious what role every player is playing in the video you're watching so it's it's hard to, it's hard, hard to surmise too much from it but it, but again it, it all sound it all sounds like you know that they're well aware that positionally some of these roles clash and they don't work yeah. in tandem with each other and it sounds like they've done quite a bit of work um, to affect that I think they also mentioned that they've tweaked the inside forwards as well so if like a, a Mazzala or um, like a Segundo Volante is, is bombing on into the like the half space then the inside forward is going to stay a bit wider so that they're not um, not occupying the same same place on the pitch which sounds good I, I found the I don't know about you but the inside forward role was one where you'd go on a run of 10 games where they literally could do no wrong and were cutting inside the full back and sent a defender like a knife through butter and it was great to watch and all of a sudden then they'd they'd kind of sit narrowly and just do absolute i i remember i didn't write a blog about it but i remember was watching and i had um i think i was playing an in, inside forward uh, aml aml yeah on the um wide left and he was he was left footed and he was he was quite a creative player as opposed to it um kind of dribbling and shooting um but he seemed to work well in the inside forward role with with the attributes he has but and and he would score i'd i'd go, that's it i'd have a run of games where he'd be scoring nearly every game and he looked incredible and without making any changes he I would. I was watching a few games back where I struggled, and he literally just stood on top of like I had. I had a centre midfielder on attack, 
next to him and they just and when you look at kind of your positional map afterwards i was like they're literally their circles are i i couldn't see two players i could just see one they they occupied mm. the same space but then five games later they would be back into they'd you know they'd be further apart and so i used to get a little bit annoyed because i feel like i was like i haven't changed anything why is why are things different if i haven't changed anything yes like the opposition mm. can can change tactically but that doesn't affect the average position of my players um with, no, I mean, you know with the ball but yeah i think my, my issue with the inside forwards was that it stayed too wide before the player got the ball yeah that, that you know you were you're expecting these starting runs like I say between fullback either behind the fullback or between mm. fullback center back on that side and I wanted them to come like five, ten yards, starting position, five, ten yards yeah. inside where mm. they were, and then be looking for that run. I mean, I mean, what they've said is part of this positional play, yeah. where it comes of of it, it is the you know, like you say, it's this kind of like positional clash avoidance or positional awareness and trying to shift across so yeah. that you, you get into this kind of Pep Guardiola style of you only have one player within within sort of each designated zone. Mm. I'm like okay, you know, I I think it's great. I mean, for a start, I think I think I was pleasantly surprised by the depth of change yeah. that this implies yeah. for the game. I was, you know, we were kind of like taking the piss a bit, saying that you know, FM24 looks like being FM22++, mm. but this looks like, particularly given 25 is just round the corner and you know has been touted as this huge huge change to the game. Mm much more significant change than I was expecting. But yeah. and, and I think it all sounds relatively positive, particularly the clashes, the positional clashes with the DMs. Yeah, and definitely. If you play the DMs and the invert wing back and you can, you can switch them across, that sounds great. Mm. The thing that, I, that, that concerns me a little bit is that it's like, oh, you know, <clears throat> positional play for our commons is becoming this go-to thing with the likes of Guardiola and Arteta and etc etc and to make it more players more capable of players or to make it players capable of playing like that we have done X mm. but it seems to apply universally yeah and you're like well what if I don't want them well, you know the example yeah. they used yeah. AP moving across what if I want to overload one side mm. You know, and this is the whole what I was saying last week about last week, yeah, last week about the automation. I would much rather have more options. This is great. Like the game has needed this kind of uh, you know positional awareness. Great. Yeah. But don't have it applied universally. Well, I, I suppose we'll, time would tell somewhat in terms of how you what. Um flexibility we may still have to negate that through sort of player instructions and team instructions so if, if there's like yeah a default amount of rotational play positional play um yeah can can we kind of go well yeah i appreciate that that's kind of what they're doing but yeah mr advanced playmaker i actually want you to kind of stick to your position as opposed to swapping with the inside forward or swapping with the defensive midfielder if, if they've advanced slightly because yeah, yeah exactly. because I, I want you got to that DM. yeah yeah I you've want, got that second Valencia coming through. through yeah and you want that you want that AP to pin the defensive midfielder so the Segundo Valente you know underlaps or overlaps yeah but it's essentially trying to get past this past the same player so that you're, mm. you're you're creating space on the same side 
So I'm like, don't don't move over. It's yeah. easier for defense to just, to just check a board and like yeah. and, and occupy the space. But that's it. You won't overload ever if that's the case. If you're just filling voids left by players moving out of position, in 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 like defensive transition, that makes sense. If someone goes to press, you you fill in their position that they vacated. But in attack, yeah. it makes no sense because yeah, you'll just have isolations and you'll just be playing the ball round in circles constantly because yeah, you can't overload. So uh, yeah. I, th- I feel like it. Will, this sort of stuff um, just means that during the beta, be f- spending a hell of a lot longer, kind of coming up with a, a tactic or a system that I'm initially happy with, because they're going to be watching a hell of a lot more comprehensive highlights and just looking at how players interact with each other on the pitch a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that process is going to take longer for those of us who, yeah. Who dive into I mean, it, it looks, quite into it looks great, though, doesn't it? It does. All the yeah, all the, the three the three two five build up. It moves mm. into two three five, and then you get like uh, Holland drops off the line, and you, Bernardo sort of runs into the gap and fills. It it all looks really nice and and really yeah. great. I just it's just it kind of smacks of when um, um, Thomas Muller like was was I was filling a role at the World Cup that, that they didn't really. Mm. I have in in full manager, so they just created one for yeah. him. Yeah. And you're like, rather than do that, why is the game not just not flexible enough that you can you can right, a, make you can just say right, you that is your starting position there, and this is how I want you to behave when you are yes. in that position. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, and now that's it just what I'd, like... I'd prefer is, is yeah is instead of having everything. Um, fixed in place which I can completely understand from a coding perspective must be yeah, yeah. It's, it's physically impossible to do otherwise maybe with FN25 that would be different but with with the match engine the way it is yeah but imagine if you just had yeah, a blank football pitch and you had infinite you know places where you could say right here's all your starter positions and this is where I want you to be when we've got the ball and this is where I want you to be where we haven't got the ball and when we do have the ball, these are the types of runs and you know half spaces yeah. I want you to occupy. And if we've got the ball on the left, I want because I I obviously watch a lot of Arsenal, but I love watching their patterns of play. Like when when Ben White passes the ball to Saka, it's always when Saka's started a run from out to in, so he always receives the ball mm. on on his left foot, and he's already already a yard or two ahead of his man, so he's got more time on it. And when they have the ball. In like when Gabriel or Zinchenko have the ball kind of in the left back position, Erdegaard makes an out to in run to take, um, to make to force the full back to cut to tuck in and help out his centre back. And in doing so, it isolates Saka out wide, and so he's more, more likely to have more space to run into. There's so many different clever patterns of play, and you just be like, Oh, I just love, I'd love to have the flexibility for a game to be intelligent enough to know like the the minutiae of instructions that goes into the detail in the likes of the Premier League well in all the top yeah. leagues these days and even you know even below that you know maybe one yeah. day maybe one day we'll have that when it's almost like you've just got a blank canvas and it's just like right you just you there's infinite there's infinite tactical opportunities if you want them um, rather than saying yeah here's kind of 10 10 lineups 10 presets that everything is kind of a, just an offshoot of um yeah and you've got and every player has you know a maximum of four or five individual instructions depending on their role and that determines yeah kind of how they're going to behave on the pitch i feel i think yeah everything's moving in a direction you try and think of yeah you can imagine a game in five even 
yeah, one year, five years time, it's probably going to move towards that because there's such fluency and um, there's but so, yeah, I think you so mentioned much knowledge the right, the right in tactics. It, it, it was like because you mentioned the parents play right. It is parents. It's things that people that like that the teams practice in mm. in trios and in and, and fours. You know they say, you know it. You know you're playing down the side. Benjamin White, Odegaard, Saka. The three of you. I'm sure they will have training sessions where they just do rotations with just the three of them. Yeah. And say your movement is based off the movement of these two guys. Mm. When, the, when when this you know, say when Saka comes inside, Odegaard moves to the line, and Ben White comes into like the kind of like right hand side of the three in the two three five build up, mm. and you and, and you cover each other. But and it would be. Uh, I don't know. I know. I like I said last week. I know nothing about coding. I know nothing about how hard this would be to to yeah. to, to, to implement. But that to me is would be okay. You can you can uh, put your instructions off. Here's your starting position. When you're defending, you defend here. When you when you uh, we are in possession, your starting position is here. And I want you to react off of X player and Y player and do A, B, and C. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I don't. Know. But I think I feel like we're getting into a little bit of negativity. <laughs> oh, well, not I think not really. It's more like ah, oh, like it's a little pipe dreamy, isn't it? That's it. I, yeah, I, think, yeah. I feel like everything that they've in, they've introduced is all positive stuff. It's almost totally. like, but in in our heads, we're like, oh yeah, but it could be so much better still. But within the realms of possibilities of what they're working with now, it probably can't. Um, yeah. they're they're obviously maxing it out every every year. Um, I thought the yeah, I thought all the little touches with the um, the actual animations with the scanning and the pointing it just I, like, I mean yeah. it makes no difference, but it looks really nice. It does. Uh, just, it does. And I did I did like the volleys into the ground. Um, yes, I did. Yeah, the ball physics looked just better. And and yeah. I think the line, um, I think you tweeted it where it said players are heading towards the touchline they're not just going to run to the touchline and boot the ball against a defender they'll actually cut back and think about what they're going to do if if that had been the only feature for FM24 I probably would have been relatively (laughs) happy (laughs) it still remains to be seen whether it actually happens in in practice but yeah I thought that was a nice I thought that was probably a deliberate statement they wanted to get in there just to say yeah by the way we're not going to have these Because when you watch on comprehensive highlights, there's so much of that. I think for those who watch on key highlights, you probably think, oh, what? I mean, that never happens or rarely happens because, yeah, you're seeing goals and that's pretty much it. But if you watch a lot more of the matches, oh, my God, yeah, it does get infuriated (laughs) at times. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's all good. And then the the latest announcement, which was yesterday... um, was the set piece refresh um mm-hmm. the introduction of the set piece uh, coach and their preferences um a new set piece created user interface but i mean i don't think it's it's groundbreaking it's very much just uh it's it's obviously no. it's obviously better than what there is at the moment um and i do and i do like elements of it but i mean what what's your kind of take on on this well, I mean, um, I think the the general uh, there was a lot of very positive feedback on on Twitter. Mm. Uh, my feeling was that the problem with the set pieces in Football Manager 
was not that the UI was clunky. It is a, it was a bit clunky. It is a bit clunky. But that wasn't like the main thing that I wanted to be improved. I think that the the option selection is very basic. Yeah. You know, get someone to attack the near post. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't get people to do like you know a, a, a loop and run round to the back post. You know, as an aim towards near post, come back round. You can't do block and runs. You can't do. It. And I feel like the 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 what the presentation that's been made mm. makes it look like it's just a new set of menus. Yeah, which will effectively implement the same basic options. Now, there's two caveats. To that one is, it looks like they can you can make multiple selections for the same run. Yeah. So you know near post runs, and I like I like that. And and you had different people um, at the edge of the box. You could do near edge of the box near and edge of the box far. That that's nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought it was, and maybe it's for maybe, maybe people had struggled to set it up before. But if you've just got five questions, which say, okay, do you want a near? Do you want an in-swing corner? Um, how many people do you want to have forward? How many people do you want to have back? And then the system mm. puts the little discs automatically for you. Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> great, but that doesn't fix what I thought the shortcoming was. Yeah. But you, you seemed positive, more positive than I was. Well, I, I've, I think I agree with everything you say, but I'm, I suppose, I, I don't know. When I first when I first read through um, the blog and looked at how you can obviously group, I, I'm trying to think of what best way to describe. It. I like the fact that when um, if you come up with a certain set piece type play where you want your aerial threats to do X and you want your creative players to do Y. I like the fact that that would map from the right side to the left side and if you change tactic it still just goes with you because I found that the most infuriating thing with set pieces is yeah, you tweak a tactic, you'd start off a new preset or you do whatever and you'd you'd go into a match and you go why the fuck is my corner taker doing this i was like oh yeah shit i need to reset i need to redo my set pieces that was one of the things i used to hate so at least that's gone yeah yeah that's a good point that's that's handy because it's just going to be sat there in the background now you set up your set pieces once and they're there regardless of the way you're going to play which is really good and the fact that you know if your best um you know your 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 biggest aerial threat or your most creative player or your best set piece so if they're not on the pitch it's going to default to the second best based off of attributes um so there's 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 more logic to it and i think that would just help um yeah naturally no, i think that i think that's a good point as well because with because putting into these groups with aerial threats mm-hmm. so rather than you have your like center back goes to attack in your post it was just an aerial threat attacks yes. in your post yeah so if you sign a new striker and this you've replaced Sergio Aguero with with Erling Holland and you put Erling Holland into your aerial threats list you know he's gonna yeah. automatically you know him to find about I think yeah that's a really nice touch a really good addition so yeah that's a fair point yeah but um yeah I was just uh whilst we were talking trying to see when inverted wing bats came in to um I think it's FM 16 but was it? someone's okay. gonna correct but I still can't believe they were it was that long ago Jesus Christ um but yeah I think I think the set pieces I mean 
I, I say it last week when yeah you, in Ultimate Soccer Manager '98 you could create your own and it was a lot of fun as much as yeah it wasn't necessarily realistic at times but it was a lot of fun. It would be nice to have that option in Foot Manager, but yeah, as far as coding goes, that to give a player again basically infinite possibilities of how they want um, set pieces to be taken might be a little much. But yeah, what did I, you make? What did you make of the coach? Like. Well, I mean, it's it is something that a lot of teams have now. I think the first time we ever heard of it was Brentford, was it? Because of their kind of model with Midland and and what they do in in Denmark and trying to be, you know, marginal gainy with everything and and making set piece coaches um, part of their kind of back backroom staff. Because I think then that coach went to Brentford, and I think that coach again is now at Arsenal. Um, okay. so it's something that I don't think every club's going to have obviously um, at the top level more often than the lower levels for obvious reasons um, I don't think it's a bad thing but for me it's a case of what is it actually going to make any difference um, yeah. like what what is it there to improve is it there to improve the familiarity of the set plays that you set up is it going to improve yeah. the attributes if, or or how well uh, they set it. In yeah. The first or, place. Like, if you go through this UI and you select, okay, I'm selecting an in-swing corner and I want three people forward, is someone mm. who's got like set piece coaching of one going to put all your players to attack the back post? I see what you mean, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of feel like it's making no difference whatsoever. I think it's mm. just purely there as a visual thing. It looks nice. Um, oh yeah, I've had a set piece coast with with twenty set pieces. Is it going to make you score ten more goals, twenty more goals a season? Probably not. Like it does. It well, to be fair, in real life, it does make a difference. Mm. But but as you know, when a brand new feature comes in like this, I, I'm not necessarily. I don't think it's going to make a massive difference to to what we what you do what actually is shown on the pitch and. Yeah, it's interesting. Have you, have you read Have you read Football Hackers? No, because in that the, uh, the the I think it's Football Hackers or maybe it's um, how to score. No, I think it's Football Hackers. Uh, essentially, whichever one it is, it essentially makes making the argument that uh, mm. corners are worthless. That, really? Um, yeah, yeah. They're saying that the, the the frequency with which you score from a corner. Uh, Why is it? Or even the best teams, you know, it's such. Yeah. But then I, I'm with you. I'm like, you know, it's marginal gains for for teams that are, you know, that might not otherwise get an opportunity to get big mm. guys get their head on the ball. I think um, it's. But, yeah, so I, I probably have to read that. But it's again because I watch all of Arsenal's games. It's really interesting that they take a hell of a lot of short corners now. So mm. I'd say if if they're winning twelve, ten, say they're winning ten corners a game, seven or eight of those are short. And and I think Arsenal scored more goals from corners than any other team in, since the start of last season. Oh, pretty, really? pretty sure that's correct. Which obviously going back pre obviously Arteta and back to Wenger, where it felt like it was just yeah lumped in the box for and we never never had any plan. But it looks fit. I feel like Arsenal do quite a lot. Um, it was notable last season they scored a few from short corners um, and I think yeah we've scored a couple from short corners this this season it, and it's not 
it's not necessarily but I th- take against um man united though for for example we every corner was taken to the back post and i can't remember who mentioned it if it was during the match or if i saw it on twitter or if it was on tifo or in those in their lovely analytical videos that they do um it was like why why did arsenal um pepper the back post with um with all their corners and it was something like oh because united had con- any when any time they had conceded from set pieces be it free kicks from wide or corners they were they were weak at the back post for some reason they you know maybe their mm. their zonal marking doesn't have their their big players at the back or i can't remember the exact reasons but arsenal obviously targeted that throughout and it worked when declan rice scored right at the end you can argue that well, actually that that worked and would would that have happened without a set piece coach and and that kind of scrutiny on on that side of the game probably not um but is that going to be mirrored in football manager probably not <laughs> at least yeah. at least not, at least not now you know it's not as if you're going to get a news item to say oh the set piece coach has come along and said oh well no it, i think it did say that um you're it said there's a bit of uh, additional a, analysis, yeah, but so when it, you see it, it's not it's going to be basic, that informative. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite basic. It's not going to say, oh, yeah. by the way, they always put Luke Shaw on the back post for corners, so we should put our tallest player there and just swing every corner in and, and actually play for set pieces the whole game because the other team are shocking. There may be a, a very high-level degree of that and could be exploited, um, yeah, but I mean, you can see yeah. behind. So the graphics got this one of these scatter graphs with you know set pieces against per game, and yeah. it's got opposition expected set piece assists per game, opposition crosses from set piece per game. Mm. But then in the background, you know, you you bring the scatter graph up. Yeah, is in the background. It's got another sort of row of suggestions which have other set piece stats. Mm. Uh, so or or scatter graphs or, or things. So it would be really interesting if those are a little bit more informative if so if it's yeah. something like um i don't know percentage of uh of set pieces which are taken as in swingers mm. or percentage which are taken as out swingers and so you can yeah. look and say well you know if it's an in swinger i probably want to have like more people in around the six yard box mm. uh you know or uh, and if it's out swingers maybe you want to man mark more so I'm, I'm just making up at the top of my head but, yeah. but that that's more informative than just Hey, this th- these guys are good at set pieces. Like, well, that doesn't yeah. help me come to <laughs> yeah. it. It's informative, but it's not. It doesn't help you win a game. No, and uh, I think for the last kind of five, six, seven, eight, nine football managers, I tend to just have my biggest aerial threat at the near post and tell my corner taker to, to hit the near post, and it's yeah. fairly successful. <laughs> Yeah, it is season ten. Yeah, that's it, and that's that's all we need. And I don't feel like if that changes with this foot manager, based on how opposition are going to react, because that's going to be obvious. If if there's that kind of analytics within the game that shows, oh, you know, Ed's team they just take near post corners all the time, so just put three of your tallest men at the the front post and you'll be fine. And it might be that I'm sat here going, God, I haven't scored from a corner yet than this football manager. Oh, look, it's because I'm doing the same bloody thing and the opposition is wise to it. That'd be pretty cool to see that kind of level of detail, but I guess remains to be seen. I I hope it's not just a superficial thing that's just there and it doesn't really add anything. Um, probably been a, li- a little critical and without obviously knowing all the details but 
I think the set piece refresh, like all the other stuff, everything's moving in the right direction. There's nothing that's coming and we've just gone, oh my God, you know, you're telling me that's a feature. That's not a feature. That's just, you know, 100%. something that's that's a mistake that they've made right. <laughs> yeah. Which they've yeah. done in past football manager. And they've not made anything worse. It doesn't look because no. even, even if that UI doesn't change, like the existing set pieces are just going to be as they were for 23. It's just a different UI yeah. to get to your placement of players. Yeah. And the UI seems better. Plus the set piece coach, that's a positive. Mm. And I really like the, the the kind of grouping into the roles like that you picked up, like the, um, yeah. the aerial threats and stuff. That is a really positive. Yeah, that that's whoever came up with that idea, spot on. Yeah, that's really good. good. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think, um, yeah, it it is what it is. It's all positive. At least this, I feel like with FN twenty four, they're not going ah oh, a thousand new features and feature roulette and feature nine hundred and twenty one is. Um, you know, <laughs> some you know, your news item now actually comes up in font eight as opposed to font eight point five. It's like ah, oh, that's going to make so much difference. It's going to be so much more legible. Yeah, like th- yeah. things like that. So we, um, but I mean, we've we've got on for pretty much an hour now on uh, on these bits, which yeah. which is nice. So um, we'll bring things to an end now. I, d- I don't know how me- is there meant to be any more feature drops at all. Yeah, there's another. Um, I know they set a timeline up, didn't they? And this was with yeah four because it's so they've in got September. two more listed, which is two. more gameplay deep dives mm. unlocking week commencing October second, cool. and then quality of life upgrades week commencing October 9th and then you would expect maybe it's into uh, uh, you know release the beta uh, tweets for yeah, um, which will be mid yeah because beta would be around what third week of october 20th, something like that 23rd monday 23rd if it's two weeks before yes yeah. So. yeah so that that kind of makes sense so i guess like episode three would probably be good once that 9th of october one is dropped um yeah something like that seems like a good uh good target but uh yeah i mean we've we've talked those things to death um I mean, before yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully this this episode is well received. This first one is a lot of good, really positive feedback. So thanks to everyone who you know tweeted or got in touch with to say uh, to say that they enjoyed listening to it. I didn't get any negative feedback, so um, <laughs> nice no you know, same. Uh, kept it to themselves. So that's good. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You keep it like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, keep keep your negative comments to yourself. Thank you. Yeah, and if you yeah. got as 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 our mothers would say, if you have got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. You know, so uh, no, it's been good. So yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you en- enjoyed yeah the first episode and this second episode, and uh, we're going to leave it there with our awkward goodbye. So uh, say goodbye, Shrew. Yeah, goodbye, Shrew. And uh, yeah, we'll catch everyone next time. <laughs>